Welcome, and thank you for listening today. This Caregiver Life podcast focuses on caregivers from all walks of life. Throughout the episode, we will hear from caregivers on the front line, those who do the day-to-day, sometimes hour-to-hour caregiving. We will also hear from care recipients, professionals in the field of caregiving, and other various topics of interest to those living this caregiver life. Hello and welcome to this Caregiver Life podcast. We're doing a special edition podcast from Washington, D.C. We're recording live at the Americana Hotel during Hidden Heroes Convening Week. It's a special week of the year that's just for celebrating, advocating for, and educating military and veteran caregivers. And we're joined on this episode by Lara Gary and Mary Han Ward. And so we're all here to talk about holiday survival tips. Now, Lara's been a guest on a previous show, um, and just to bring you back up to speed, uh, she cares for her husband, who is an Air Force veteran that is uh, was diagnosed with ALS. How many years ago, Lara? Uh, three and a half years ago now. So three and a half years ago, and um, what we know from uh, education about ALS is that the average life expectancy of someone from di- diagnosis until they pass away is five years. Yes. And you are actually in a critical time period with your husband, Tom. We are. His progression has um, excelled quite a bit since January when he um, came down with a cold that led to pneumonia um, that then required the need for a trach. And so he is now ventilator dependent and mostly paralyzed. And he's 100% homebound, bedridden, needs constant care. Correct. And you're the one that's providing the majority of the care 24-7. Correct. Well, first, um, Mary and I just want to recognize um, your dedication, your love, and your support of Tom. But not only that, but also your willingness to share your story and your struggles. Um, This is perhaps the hardest life that you lead. And so we honor you, and um, we're honored that you're on our show. We do. We love you. I love you. So today um, we're talking about holiday survival tips. And this is sort of a special somber episode for us because... um, we're recognizing that uh, for someone who cares for a terminally ill uh, care recipient, that every holiday might be their last. And so we just want to kind of hear from you. How, how are you managing that? When you, when, how do you come to terms with that? In the, in the beginning, when we've had our first Thanksgiving, it was, um, it was important for me actually not to do traditional things because I knew going forward that that would be the hard part is those first Thanksgivings, those first Christmases that we would have to deal with, my son and I would have to go through. And I knew it would just tear me apart to know that, you know, we had these traditions as a family. I was, I was very young when Tom and I married. And so we have created, you know, kind of a mesh of traditions from his family and my family. And, and going forward, it will just be um, our son, Trey, and I. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, it was very important not to do traditional things. So our first Thanksgiving, um, while we did celebrate Thanksgiving, shortly after that, we left for our first major trip, which was um, one of those lifetime trips to Bora Bora. And you've been doing a lot of bucket list items. We, we you have. did for several years. And have, traveling and that, was on that list. It was. And, and it was important to do that for two reasons. One, because we knew that at some point um, Tom would be 
paralyzed and confined to a bed or a wheelchair, not able to get out. And we needed him to have those memories and those pictures to get him through. But we also knew once he passes that those pictures and those memories would get Trey and I through the difficult times. And so we have been on a mission to do bucket list trips. So our first year, we actually, you know, went to Bora Bora right after Thanksgiving. Um, and so as we crept into Christmas, um, it was very low key because of everything we had gone through. Yeah. And you were uh, tired from Bora Bora. I mean, how? I how mean, long it was, is the it was flight a horrible to, trip. How <laughs> long is the flight to the middle it's, of the Pacific? It's actually not too bad. It's, it's eight hours from California. Okay. All right. So, so not a little bit farther it, than Hawaii. Well worth it. <laughs> well, well worth it. Now, uh, Mayor, when after you got di- you got the diagnosis that Tom had ALS, did you change any of your holiday traditions? I find this to be a very interesting concept, and I, and really, I'm I'm sort of drawn to it because you will now have both the the memories of the the terminal holidays, but also the memories before with the traditions that you can relive. Did you and Tom do any of that? Your your time? We did not. Not as dramatically as Lauren did. It was more, and it, this is the difference in the progression of the disease with um, my time versus Lars' time, where you saw that coming more quickly than we did. But we eventually progressed to different holidays. Mm. We will go out for Thanksgiving, which oh. is nothing we ever did before. Oh. Right? Yeah. So okay. we go out for a special Thanksgiving. There's a cute little Italian restaurant right down by the beach, Freddy's. What's, oh, Freddy's. We love Freddy's, and we follow Freddy's on Facebook also. <laughs> yeah, we so. they're, and they're good, and they even know, they're very concerned that we're going to be there. Mm. And so they call us, and they give us the menu ahead of time, and they oh, wow. the seat, which is really nice. I think the challenge now is that it's become kind of our now routine. You have made a tradition that has of it. become yeah. the routine, right? And so I don't really know how to process that. Right. We are going to do it again this year. Um, to be perfectly transparent about it, I don't know that I could ever do it again when he's gone. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's good either. Yeah. I think it'll be such a loss for them. That's fair. It's your special. Pl- it's your special place. But that's kind right of like now. a tra- transition tradition. Oh, yeah. I like it. You transition know? tradition. Before you have to do the new one. I mean, last year or year before last for Thanksgiving, we did a cruise. I had never done. I could never have imagined doing. You skipped some- Christmas. I've seen that movie, Skipping Christmas. No, no, you guys went on a cruise. Jennifer has skipped Christmas. I, I yeah. have, yeah. Well, and that's what it is. And then um, we decided instead of doing a traditional tree, which we've always done, it's a big deal for me, the family ornaments that we collect have collected over the years. Um, we did an upside down oh, Christmas tree last year. And it was something our, okay. our son actually saw. He's like, you know, I don't want to do a regular Christmas. Let's just do an upside down tree because that's our life. And I thought, you know what? You're absolutely correct. It is our life. It's upside down. That's so smart. And so we did an upside down Christmas tree. It was completely different than anything I have ever done. And my family's ever done. I was worried about it. But you know what? It turned out to be the best thing ever. Now, um, one of the things when you're caring for someone who has a terminal illness or who's, who's gravely ill, seriously disabled, um, whether it's Christmas, birthdays, uh, Hanukkah, they're not able to honor their loved ones with gifts that perhaps they once would have, right? So a- even anniversaries come around. 
Well, you know, the beauty is, is that you have everything is available through Amazon. Okay. So and, <laughs> you know, um, we just celebrated over the summer our anniversary. And, and I was, I was like, well, you know, this is going to be just a day that we do nothing. Um, and it turned out he was able to order beautiful flowers for me. Uh, we ended up, my son and I ended up doing our traditional meal. Tom and I eloped. Um on Guam when he was stationed on Guam and so the the uh, the day actually turned was actually a, a shit show I mean <laughs> anything that could go wrong went wrong on the day that we eloped um but that night the only thing um we could do was go to the NCO club okay yeah right because you're on base and we were on base and you know you didn't have to have cash you know and so we went there, and they had run out of all the food except for steak, salad, potato, and cheesecake. Uh-huh. And that ended up being our wedding meal. And so we have had that same meal for 29 years. And so this year on our anniversary, because Tom now is tube-fed, oh. um, my son went ahead and cooked the steak that my husband always cooked. And we had um, our anniversary meal with my son oh. and ended up blending the food and giving it to my husband so he could partake in our anniversary meal so there's beautiful yeah there's transitional things you do and you try to keep some things but but knowing that some things are going to change so for me it was nice to know that my son was involved because I know moving forward when Tom is gone that will be something Trey will be able to do with me is celebrate our anniversary but he will be able to do it that's so lovely you know um there were a number of years that um, my brother didn't really have the capacity to remember a birthday or remember that you buy someone a present on their birthday or you get them a card. Um, and he's coming around now. He's doing those things again. Um, and I'm, I'm enjoying it because I, I, don't, I don't know what the future will hold for his memory, for his attention span and his capability. So I'm very, very blessed in that way that, you know, he's remembered. Um, but Mary, for you, your husband has cognitive impairments, and that hasn't always been the case for you. I mean, well, he wouldn't remember that there was a holiday. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have to buy my own gifts. Yeah. Right. So we've talked about that among caregivers who, um, who that's what they are curious if they have a cognitive impairment where they can't remember those things. Every day is the same day for him. Yeah. Like literally the same day. It's Groundhog Day. It's mm-hmm. Groundhog Day. Every day, it's the same thing. And it's I know we have caregivers day. listening who experience this, and it's yeah. hard. I think, and I don't think, like, I just think that you have to change your expectations, and that's not easy to do. So it sounds easy, like, oh, here's your prescription. Change your attitude and your expectations. Just stop wanting presents or acknowledgement. Stop (laughs) wanting to be cared about the way you used to be cared about. Yeah. Right? But it's not that easy. It can take years. I mean, I I had a very trampled heart. Right. For years, because he wouldn't remember the holidays. And he would maybe buy me something in February, a month after my birthday, hmm. which was lovely. But I had to learn how to not expect that on my birthday or to ask for it. And if I couldn't do that, then it was on me because he didn't do it on purpose. That's a really hard place to get to. So for anybody who's listening, I get it that it takes a while to get used to that. But you can if you want to have a good life. Yeah. So you can stay stuck in resentment and yeah. anger and grief and hurt feelings, or you can figure out another way around it. And mm-hmm. take pleasure 
and joy in what they can give you. So for me, with Tom, since he's a painter, he'll paint me a painting. Yeah. Like at a random time. And those are irreplaceable. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like at a random time, and I'll say, oh my gosh, I'm going to call this my birthday painting. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was January 10th and not the 19th, but I'll give it that label. But it took years. So for newer caregivers, you're not there yet, but you can get there. Mm-hmm. That's I love it. probably the biggest thing I would tell caregivers is share with them as you can get there. And I think for caregivers who are at the end of their journey, um, like you are, that it's important for them to not be afraid to break the mold, do something different, so that you have those two sets of memories to fall mm-hmm. back on. And that what such beautiful advice that you've given us. As we wrap up today, um, I just want to ask if for loved ones who maybe are not caregivers, right? So your extended family or friends, maybe old coworkers, um, who maybe want to send you a card, a gift, they don't know what to say or what to do because they know that your situation is, is grim. It's, this is, you're in the middle of grief and it's gonna continue. Uh, how can they engage with you? What could they do to support you during the holidays? You know, I, I've actually told family and friends, you know, because this question comes up a lot. You know, just tell me what I can do. I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And the response is always the same, and I think it's universal. Just speak from your heart. Tell me you love me. Tell me you're thinking of me. That's what I need to know, you know, because it's a scary, isolating thing that is going on. And just to know that, okay, you know, I know there are people out there that are thinking of me, and there are people that love me. Okay, I can and they do don't this. have any expectations. Of and me. they right, and so you know, I think just when you're honest and you speak from your heart, you can't ever go wrong. Well, there you have it. Get through the holidays by being honest and speaking through your heart. Those are truly words of wisdom. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you to our audience and to Mayor, and we're um, so blessed uh, to have this caregiver life, even though at times it's heartbreaking Um, and we want to invite you to connect with us on our social media share your thoughts and holiday tips and uh, you can find us at this caregiver life on facebook and instagram we're also on twitter and uh, we'd love for you to even send us an email maybe you could be a future guest Uh, just simply drop a note to this caregiver life at gmail.com shout out to the americana hotel for hosting us for this live episode and uh, until next time Till next time.